think about the things that you do to find inspiration, the things that you do, the places that you might visit, whether it's in real life or online, to drive that inspiration in yourself. So often I'm working with incredibly creative people and they give and give and give and their creativity output is massive and they are constantly coming up with amazing creative ideas, whether it's through brand partnerships or an execution inside their store or something else that they're doing on their e-commerce platform or you know their email newsletters or whatever. And they are giving out this huge amount of inspiration and creativity to other people, to their audience, to their, you know, brand partners, to their clients, customers, you name it. And sometimes what we forget is to fill up that cup, for want of a better phrase, where are we getting inspiration from? Do you love your business? You should, right? Well, sometimes we just don't. It's my hope that this, the My Daily Business Coach podcast, helps you regain a little of that lost love by providing tips and tactics, tools, insights, inspiration, all the good stuff to help you actually enjoy running your business. In addition to actionable tips and tactics that you'll be able to execute immediately, you'll also hear from creative small business owners around the world who've been able to sidestep the hustle and build a business that merges their passion with their purpose and provides a profit. I'm your host, Fiona Kalaki, founder of My Daily Business Coach. Let's get going. Hello, and welcome to episode 288 of the My Daily Business Coach podcast. Today, you're listening to a coaching episode, and this is a great one. It's really going to help you get your mojo back if it's been lacking or help you just feel a bit more excited about being in business. Before we get stuck into that, I wanted to remind people, we have had a few people reach out about Marketing for Your Small Business. The course and coaching program is currently on at the moment. However, if you have missed out on that, you can buy Marketing for Your Small Business our online course at any time. You can literally just find all the information at marketingforyoursmallbusiness.com. And then if you would like to upgrade later in the year when we run the nine-week live coaching program again, you can do so. So you can get on that, you can go through the course and then do a refresher later in the year when we open it up again. And all the information, like I said, is at marketingforyoursmallbusiness.com. The other thing, of course, I want to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians on this beautiful land on which I record this podcast, and that is the Wawarong and Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And I pay my respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. All right, let's get into today's coaching episode. I want to start by telling you a story. Now, this is a real story. This is true. This happened. It's part of my career to date. So back in 2004, I, and I know there'll be people listening to this thinking, oh my gosh, that's when I was born. Hello. Hello, young people. But I started my career in 2004. Well, I started in 2001, but I was sort of doing these sort of temp and part-time jobs. And then I started my proper, proper first full-time job in a place called First Media, which produced different magazines. They produced Fashion Journal. I was the editor of that after the amazing Joe Barry stepped away and basically gave me that position. Thank you, Joe, forever for that. I was also editing a magazine called Stu, S-T-U. It was like a creatives magazine. It used to be in Yen and then we took it over. And I also was the editor behind Joe again 
of the first magazine that David Jones, which is a major department store here, put out, which was called Precinct. And so I was editing those magazines and then I decided to, you know, change careers and go into book publishing. But in that time that I was at Fashion Journal, I was obsessed with finding things that were new and different and interesting. Now, this is 2004. This is before social media. So what would happen is we would have fashion designers, up-and-coming fashion designers, literally knock on the door of our office and be like, hi, I want to show you my T-shirts and could you take photos of them and put them in a magazine? Or we would have people, you know, send, oh my goodness, the amount of stuff that I'd get sent. It was like the glory days of magazines where everyone would send you everything and and PR agencies would send so much stuff because there wasn't social media. They needed to get them into magazines. And so I was working there and I was going to lots of events and lots of stuff. But I also, you know, I say that sounds all glamorous. I was also working my ass off. So I worked, I would get in usually anytime between, let's say, well, sometimes I'd come in late, like not late, but like 8.30. Other times I'd be in there at seven o'clock in the morning. I would often stay until you know, 9.30. I think they gave you free pizza after 9.30. So I think I would stay because I wasn't getting paid very much. So, you know, free dinner, but I would stay. It's where I met my one of my best friends, Paul Dara, who is a incredible artist living in New Zealand. He was the first person that I ever employed. So we interviewed him for the art director graphic design role and he was amazing. And so I met a bunch of friends that I'm still friends with there. But during that time, I was young, I was ambitious, and I would constantly be looking around for interesting things, whether it was fashion designers, whether it was something amazing happening in tech. Again, people who have grown up with the internet don't necessarily understand that a lot of the time in those early 2000s, you weren't using it that much. You were using it for emails, you were using it for some stuff, but a lot of the research was really being done in real life, like going down a little laneway and discovering a little shop or reading about something in the newspaper or, you know, meeting somebody at a party or meeting somebody at a club at 4am and they're like, oh my God, I have this earring company. It's like, oh, please send me some, babe. And so (laughs) that was the days, the early 2000s. But during that time, I found this company called Cool Hunting and Cool Hunting, they have just celebrated 20 years. For people who don't know, it was started by the incredible Josh Rubin and Evan Orenston, who are a couple. They are married. But prior to this, they were living together. They were a couple. And they would tell each other really interesting things that they found. And then they thought, let's just put this on a blog and our friends can find it and you know, they'll find it useful. They were both working at super cool jobs. I think Evan was like involved with finding all the cool stuff for Oprah's shows where she was like giving away things. And then Josh was working, I think at Sony Ericsson. And so they both were like really in the tech space, really in the cool stuff happening space. And so they wrote about it. And then the blog became Cool Hunting, which has grown to become one of the most go-to resources for interesting things in the place of lifestyle, design, travel, fashion, you name it. And so I came across this site probably a year or so after they had launched and I contacted them and was like, hey, I'm in Australia. I'd like to write for you. You know, I think what you're doing is super cool. I'd like to write for you. And so I did. I became their Australian contributor. And later when I moved to London, I became their London contributor. And the reason that I'm saying this is because during that time, I was constantly looking for interesting things. I would meet people. I would chat to everyone. I would be like, oh, that would be awesome for cool hunting. I'm going to write an article about it. I would go to different shows. It was, it was such a great time. And then what happens is you change, you know, I changed career. I went overseas and I was still 
like that. I was still looking at stuff, but to a lesser degree. I was still writing for a lot of magazines, but I wasn't sort of on that hunt, literally cool hunting. And so then you get older and older and older and you have kids and all of that. And you end up maybe not utilizing that want to find interesting things all the time. And the reason that I'm saying all of this, you're like, what is the point of today's coaching episode? Is really to think about the things that you do to find inspiration, the things that you do, the places that you might visit, whether it's in real life or online, to drive that inspiration in yourself. So often I'm working with incredibly creative people and they give and give and give and their creativity output is massive and they are constantly coming up with amazing creative ideas, whether it's through brand partnerships or an execution inside their store or something else that they're doing on their e-commerce platform or you know their email newsletters or whatever. And they are giving out this huge amount of inspiration and creativity to other people, to their audience, to their, you know, brand partners, to their clients, customers, you name it. And sometimes what we forget is to fill up that cup, for want of a better phrase, where are we getting inspiration from? And I've talked before about, you know, going to art galleries or or taking that time for yourself. And today I thought I'd go through some of the inspiration go-tos online that I love. And actually, no, I would say a couple of them are offline too. But to think about your own inspiration go-to list, and if you don't have one, to maybe create an inspiration go-to list. And so that is literally a list, and you can put it on a post-it note on your computer, you can put it somewhere in your phone, so that, you know, as a note or, you know, pin your note on your app, to remind yourself of where you find inspiration from. Now, these places that I'm about to tell you, they each kind of have a story, they each kind of, you know, I fell into them in different times of my life, but they each always deliver inspiration. And it can be inspiration that ignites something for my business. It can be inspiration that ignites something in my personal life. But often it is just opening my mind up to different ideas and that innovation and that inspiration that I used to seek out as part of my job for places like Cool Hunting. So these aren't in any particular order. Also, this is not an exhaustive list. This is just a couple of them. And I guess I hope you find these interesting and inspiring, but also I hope that this triggers you to create your own inspiration list because we all have it. We all have places or people even that we talk to that are always inspiring, that always remind us to be curious and creative in the world. And it's so important, especially as a creative small business owner, to feed that part of yourself. And especially as you get more demands on you, it's almost even more more important. So whether you are a parent or maybe you're looking after an elderly parent, or maybe you have a, you know, your partner might be unwell or have major health challenges, or maybe you have major health challenges. And so we can sometimes get more and more and more and more insular rather than looking outside for inspiration and, you know, motivation and education. So in no particular order, here are some of the places that I find really inspiring when I need a bit of an injection or a heavy dose of that. So these are in no particular order. Number one is cool hunting. You know, I am biased. I wrote for them for a long time. I think Josh and Evan are amazing. Josh was actually my very first guest on this podcast. If you're interested in that, you can go all the way back to episode two, where he talked about, you know, how he started cool hunting and what's it like to run a business alongside your partner. And can you ever actually switch off from talking about business? So many tips and ideas in that. We'll link to that in the show notes. But Cool Hunting has been around, like I said, for 20 years. And 
They are just the loveliest guys and their team. They are always looking at what is interesting. Now, the brands that they cover are not always brand new brands, but they always cover them from a different angle, something that you haven't heard about before or seen before. And I have had such such moments where I have been reading it and suddenly I've gone down this rabbit hole and suddenly I'm like, oh my God, that brand in Sweden, they are incredible. And it gives me all these ideas for my own business, but also for those of my clients. So cool hunting is number one. Like I said, these aren't in any particular order, but cool hunting is always one of my go-tos. It has been for two decades. So if you haven't checked it out, it's just over at coolhunting.com. You can find them all over the social medias, the social medias at cool hunting. The second one, and I guess I have described how I came to Cool Hunting, so maybe I'll describe how I came to this. So for those that don't know, Fast Company is a is a company, uh, but it started as a magazine. And I think it started in the late 90s, I want to say. I'm trying to think. I went to their 20th birthday event in New York in 2015, and that was 20 years. So yeah, 1995, they must have started. And so Fast Company is really a publication that is hugely around business, but business in terms of what is happening that's interesting and innovative in the tech world, in in fashion, in society, culture. It is an American magazine. However, they do feature people from all over the world, but I would say it still has, you know, a hugely American lens on it. But Fast Company for me has always been a publication that I could turn to. And for years, I had a physical, I had a subscription to the physical publication that I could turn to and I would find something fascinating. Whether it was, you know, Fast Company is how I found about about Tristan Walker, who is an incredible entrepreneur and the founder of Walker & Co. Definitely check them out if you need to look at a brand that has done incredible, amazing things. I utilize Walker & Co. in so many of the talks that I do especially around brands and branding and just so many things just ticks every single box for Walker & Co. But I also have uncovered, you know, incredibly interesting retailers in Japan or, you know, somebody in the United Arab Emirates doing this really awesome thing in restaurant world. Fast Company is one of those magazines and, you know, online sites now that you can always find something of interest. Now, in 2015, like I said, I went to the very first Fast Company Innovation Festival and I found out about that and I thought, this is exactly what I want to go to. And I went to New York for seven days and I covered like, I don't know how many events they had. I think they had like 120 events over seven days. And they had just really fascinating events. They had events with, say, Nike and the head of Nike and Serena Williams talking about brand partnerships. They had events with the guys from Warby Parker, where, again, an incredible brand, love them. So you could go into the Warby Parker headquarters and you could get a tour of that and also a conversation with the, the founders about why they started it, what they're doing differently, how they have built that. Oh, one of the best things that they did in that that event in 2015 was they had a collaboration between L'Oreal and this, I think it was like Stanford University or this scientific lab. And so you had to sign these massive NDAs when you went in there, but the stuff that was coming out of L'Oreal and and with this science lab, it was incredible what they're able to do in the world with technology and in terms of not, you know, not necessarily makeup and stuff, but really looking at health and how they could create things between a huge brand and a huge university that could better the health of everyone. Also went into the headquarters of, I think it was Pepsi, PepsiCo or Pepsi Max, Pepsi Max, (laughs) Pepsi, the brand. 
and they talked about just incredibly th- things about saliva testing and sports people and on the field and Gatorade and it was just fascinating. It blew my mind, all of the stuff that was being done. And in 2020, I'd actually booked to go to that festival again and then we all know what happened. No one could travel. So it's definitely on my list to go to again. Fast Company runs various events throughout the year and if you can get to one, I think they're incredible for just igniting your ideas and inspiration, but your imagination as well of what is actually possible and what some of the biggest thought leaders in various verticals and spaces are doing. So Fast Company, again, is is whether I look at the magazine or whether I look online or whether I go to one of their events, it is just a wealth of information. And I always find something inspiring in there. So if you want to check that out, it's just at fastcompany.com. And of course, we'll link to all of these in the show notes. The next one that I like to look at, and again, I have to be very transparent in saying that I used to work for this company, I used to write some of these reports, is LSN Global, which is part of the Future Laboratory, but in particular, and I think it used to be called Seed, but when I checked it out for this particular podcast, I don't think it's called Seed anymore. Seed used to be like the news part of it. It is, if you literally just go to LSN, so L for Larry, S for Sunny, N for Nelly, global.com, and then look at their news. So they've got LSN Global, basically it's a subscription model. You can buy a subscription to it and you get all sorts of data and reports and everything else, but they do have a bunch of free information. So that is what I'm talking about when I talk about inspiration. I don't have a subscription to LSN. I'm not a member of LSN. I used to go to some of their events. And like I said, I did work for the company when I was living and working in London. But the news part of this, it's always, again, really interesting news, particularly if you work in kind of the luxury space or retail or fashion lifestyle, that sort of thing, because there's always like information about what's happening in those categories. The other thing that you'll find if you go to the lsnglobal.com site is behaviors. So things that are happening, trends that are happening, you can, you can search by sectors. So you can search by, you know, let's say, I don't know, you're really interested in kind of hospitality trends, or you're interested in retail or fashion trends. You can have a look that way. They have a bunch of opinion articles and expert kind of articles and so much more. And then they have a bunch of reports and reports is what I actually used to write for them years ago. And so I think the reports though, are actually something you have to pay for, or you need to be part of a member, but a lot of the content on there, you don't need to pay for, and you can just, you know, literally go in and have a, have a look around. And so for example, like looking today, it was tween skincare brands. So, you know, wow, that's becoming a thing, which is really interesting. Literally this past weekend, I was talking to one of my clients who's in the tween market about tween skincare and how that's, you know, a bit of a gap, but I'm seeing here that there's already, you know, these incredible tween skincare brands. Maybe they're not incredible, who knows, but you can go in and see that. You can also subscribe to LSN Global and get their newsletters and you can, in your newsletter subscription, literally dictate, I only want to know about beauty or fashion or whatever it is. Again, a really great place to go to when you're seeking inspiration or ideas or, you know, a little bit of motivation of like, what are people doing? And you don't want to be searching for that on social media. So again, the website for that is just lsnglobal.com. I should also point out, I'm not sponsored by any of these places. These are just places that I really enjoy going to and learning from. Okay. The fourth place that is on my inspiration go-to list. And again, transparency, I have written for them. I have been a paid writer for them in the past 
is Monocle, and in particular, Monocle Radio. So Monocle Radio is a 24-7 live kind of radio station that you can listen to that has all sorts of different shows and presenters and stories on. And the Monocle, I mean, people may well know Monocle from the magazine, the publication that's been around for, gosh, maybe 20 years again. I'm not sure. I should really have checked that out before I went on here. Okay, I just checked it out. 2007, so not quite 20 years, but getting there. And it's really a global briefing that is covering international affairs, business culture, and design. I have written for them on travel. I've written on them for you know different things that are happening in architecture spaces. But Monocle really covers everything. I have talked often about The Forecast, which is a Monocle magazine that comes out at the start of each year. I get that every year. I recently did my first TikTok and I mentioned it in there. I also did it on a reel recently because The Forecast, it's like a mini book and it goes through all the different trends and things that are happening for the year ahead. So it's out now if you want to get it for the 2023 year and it has everything from all over the world. So things that are happening in Asia, Africa, all the continents. So Monocle Radio is a round-the-clock Monocle radio station, really a global radio station that has live shows and podcasts. And the podcasts are so diverse. You've got news, you've got podcasts about design, you've got podcasts about culture, whatever it is that you feel like listening to, you can listen and you can know that it's really quality information and that they're, you know, quality people giving you that information. I love it. I listen to that. I also read their magazine. Also, you can shop through Monocle and find really interesting things if you're, if you know, if you're so inclined. But yeah, I love the magazine. Again, I used to have a subscription to that. It's always got loads of things happening. In fact, my book, Passion, Purpose, Profit, when I pulled together the Pinterest board, the mood board for that, I talked about Monocle and Andy Warren, who was the designer behind Passion, Purpose, Profit, he's an incredible designer, Andy Warren Design, I think is his account on Instagram if you want to go and follow him. He pulled in elements from the idea, not he didn't, you know, take the elements from Monocle, but the concept of Monocle and certain, you know, rules and and lines that they have in the magazine and brought that into my publication, Passion, Purpose, Profit. So really appreciate that. But Monocle is another key place that I will check out, whether it's the forecast, whether it's their radio station, whether it is magazine or their online store for inspiration. So again, you can find all the information about Monocle, including how to, you know, access their radio station at monocle.com and that's M O N O C L E.com. If you want to check out the radio station, it's monocle.com forward slash radio. And the last one that I often check out, and I would have to say, I usually check out this on Instagram rather than their website is Upworthy. So Upworthy is literally good news stories. <laughs> and so often we need we need a bit of a dose of that. And so it could be good news stories around parenting. It could be around education. It could be around things that are happening. It's an American site. So, you know, things that are happening in America, but also things that are happening globally. And it just reminds you that we are you know, we are humans and we we need each other to connect and it's just some beautiful stories. And I think so often, particularly if you are on social media or maybe you're working by yourself and then you're looking at the news channels, it, it can be really doom and gloom that's out there. And I'm not saying that we all should get into toxic positivity or anything like that, but I feel like Upworthy has a good mix of sort of sad stories, but beautiful stories and then happy stories and then things that make you laugh. And they're just really lovely. And they're a reminder that, you know, most people are great people. My dad used to always say that most people are good people. They're just trying to live their lives. And so it's 
it's a really important reminder. And I think, you know, Monocle and other places might give me this like, oh my gosh, that's so fascinating what that brand is doing. But I think Upworthy gives me the very much like, oh, humanity is amazing and I love them. So Upworthy, another one like that is Tank Good News. And there's another one, oh my goodness, I forget the name of it. The other one on Instagram who's also quite inspiring to look at is MD Motivator. I think he's got a couple of million followers and you can you can donate to him and then he goes around giving people money, but in like a nice way. I know that's sort of become like a trend, but he does it in, in such a beautiful way. So Upworthy though, you can find it at upworthy.com or you can follow them at Upworthy on all the socials. And like I said, it can just be a source of inspiration. It can be a source of, you know, uplifting your mood if you are, you know, not having the greatest day. I follow them. I follow, like I said, a few of those and I find it a really inspiring thing to look at. I have talked many times about social media and the, you know, negative impacts of social media, but I also think social media can be incredible. And if you choose to follow and see content that is inspiring and uplifting or just more real, then it can also, you know, be a fabulous addition to your life as a small business owner. All right. So just to recap, and like I said, there are so many more, but on my inspiration go-to list alongside many others, uh, Cool Hunting, and you can find that at coolhunting.com. The second one that I mentioned is Fast Company, and you can find that at fastcompany.com, LSN Global, which is part of the Future Lab, and you can find that at lsnglobal.com. Monocle, which has the 24-hour radio and podcasts, plus magazines, events, all sorts of things. You can find that at monocle, M-O-N-O-C-L-E dot com. And then lastly, I talked about Upworthy, which you can find online on socials, or you can find it at upworthy.com. And of course, we'll link to that in the show notes. But just a reminder that so often, like I said at the start of this, we give and give and give, and it's nice to fill that cup up yourself and really think about, you know, where am I getting my inspiration from? It can be 10 minutes of looking at these things or five minutes. It doesn't have to be this huge thing that is another huge part of your to-do list and feels like a burden. It's just having those places to go and maybe getting newsletters from them or, oh, which also reminds me of another one that I should have mentioned. I'll just mention it quickly. And I have to do a shout out for my husband, Jerome, who put me onto this, which is the Center for Humane Technology. They send a really good newsletter about all sorts of things that they're doing. And that could be, you know, stuff that they're doing with Google or stuff that they are, they're covering about science or how technology is being used for good. I think so often, again, like social media, we can just hear the negatives. And so you can find out more about that and sign up to their newsletter, which again, I find quite inspiring over at Humane Tech, and that's H-U-M-A-N-E-T-E-C-H.com. You can find out a bunch of information about them. They also have resources, things to watch, movies to watch, insights, all sorts of things. But like I said, I really enjoy that. They're all about aligning technology with humanity's best interests. So who doesn't want that? All right. So that is it for today's coaching episode. I really hope that's given you some fuel for thought, given you maybe some new places to check out. I would love to know where you go, where what is on your inspiration go-to list. Please don't be a stranger. You can email us hello at mydailybusinesscoach.com or you can find us over on social media at mydailybusinesscoach. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Daily Business Coach podcast. If you want to get in touch, you can do that at mydailybusinesscoach.com or hit me up on Instagram at mydailybusinesscoach.com.